This is the warm, buttery sound of my voice. Me, Brady. And normally this is what my half of the show would sound like. However, every so often, something happens and one of our equipments fail. That is what happened this week. So my audio is going to sound like it's coming through a phone, because it is. But we still have a really good conversation, and it's a lot of fun, so hopefully the quality doesn't bother you too much, and you're still able to enjoy You know, there's something I think magical about starting a show with a hot take. <laughs> okay, yeah. So with your permission. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I would like to do that. Please. This is the first time I've ever seen A Bug's Life. Oh, interesting. Yeah, this is a brand new viewing for me. I went into it, I was aware of it, like, you of know, course. Kevin Spacey, Dave Foley, second Pixar film, yeah. A Bug's Life. Yeah. But I'd never seen it. Didn't own wow. it. As a, it, it. And that's, you know, much like we've talked with several films mm-hmm. in the past, mm-hmm. I didn't own it. Okay. and you I know, just didn't own it as a kid. And when yeah. you're a kid... Oh, you know, that's a with, big we've, deal. We've talked about this. Yeah. And with Pixar films or kids' films, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's this thing that happens. <laughs> when you're a kid... If you don't have the film, especially in the 90s, especially mm-hmm. yep. in the 90s, we were kids. If we didn't own the film, we didn't have the means to watch the film. Oh, yeah, for sure. Unless it was at like a friend's house or, you know, yes. you know, your cousin yeah. had it and you're close with your cousin. You're always, ba- you know, your aunt <laughs> babysitted you, whatever. Sure. Babysat would be more grammatically correct. Sure. But. Uh, yeah, you know, typically if it wasn't on the shelf, you weren't watching it. Right. Yep. Um, and then once you reach the age where you do have the means of seeking out your own movies, you're probably at an age where unless you have nostalgia with that film, you're too cool for school and you're not going to watch it. You're a teenager at this point. You're not going to mm. you're going to waste your time sitting and watching a children's movie that you don't have any nostalgia with. I mean, probably not. Probably not. 9 times out of 10. So, yeah. it's not until I find anyways uh until you have a podcast <laughs> where, you know, or or you're an adult. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And um, you know, you say to yourself, you know, I, I always have wondered about, and then you're able to seek it mm-hmm. out. Or or you have a significant other who's like, oh, yeah. man, this is like, yep. this is fundamental to my childhood. How have you not seen this? And you're like, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I have a life. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but uh, so anyways, long story short, very, very long story short. Mm-hmm. This is my first time seeing A Bug's Life. Interesting. So thank you. Thank you, Movie Men Podcast. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, well, welcome to the show. We are the Movie Men Podcast. We are reviewing A Bug's Life 
obviously. Um, interesting hot take. That's that's that is something. I'm actually surprised. That's, that is the in, that is the totality of my notes. I have nothing. <laughs> I have nothing else of substance. Okay. All right. To say today. Fair enough. So hopefully that hopefully you've walked away with just a trinket, <laughs> just a trinket of of happiness and 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 I can't bullshit my way through this. Hello and welcome to the Movie Men podcast. <laughs> well, uh, this is uh, a, an episode uh, that was voted on, uh, and what we is can this episode one fifty eight. Yes, yes. Good lord. Yeah, you know, here's the thing. The other day, I know it's a little early, but you and I, like, we don't really talk just because of the restraining order and, you know, we we abide by it. But on occasion... Isn't it, isn't it so weird that they still allowed us to do a podcast? It's peculiar, but... that It just speaks to the power of mediation, <laughs> I but, think. But even, even with that in mind, we do still talk and, you know, communicate from time to time. And one thing that crossed my head the uh, actually I think it was just today I was like you know when you're doing something around the house and it's like oh I might as well think about something else other than like cleaning mess off the wall or washing a pie plate or what you know whatever whatever spending time with my wife you know <laughs> just, just you like no, no, you're looking no, to no, procrastinate no and you know sometimes I'll just be thinking or sorry I already went on the tangent what the specific story was was today I was thinking it's it's almost time we got to start thinking what we're going to do for episode 200 because it'll be slower yeah. like 100 came like a f- fast train and it hit us because we we were doing like double episodes a lot of weeks doing the James Bonds and like you know if you add 25 films in a in a series that jumps that hurdles you just forward to 100 so we've got some time it's not right on our forefront but it's it's coming yeah, but uh, do you know what happens? I mean, this has happened to us a bunch. It's sure. happened to us with almost every milestone. Okay. Where we're like, uh, you know, yeah, it's forever away. Mm. Mm-hmm. But in that forever away yeah. is Halloween episodes, yeah. Christmas episodes, yes. Um, probably half a dozen or more new releases. Something like, like there's that. There's a lot of predetermined stuff that's coming and so i don't know we just what we'll sit down and we figure out our calendar in advance Mm -hmm. um right now it's figured out more or less give or take until the new year of 2024 yes and um but what we but what we don't do is you know so we'll say we'll say such and such a date of such and such a month is going to be a Halloween vote. But we don't number them. Yeah. Not usually. Right. No. We don't say, ah, you know, and it will be episode 172. And so I find in, it's happened to us several times in the past where all of a sudden it's like, you know, you're, you're going through and you're like, um, it'll be like episode 100 or something or something really big and and monumental and it just in your calendar it's like oh crap but that's going to be like as it's lined up that's a predetermined episode it's not just a vote it's Mm, like yeah it's like you know the rise of skywalker and you're like (laughs) we can't do that for episode 100 like right 
we want to do like an you know an episode. We want to get a guest, and we want to like mm-hmm. you know do that's what we do for our one hundred and two hundredth and one fiftieth and whatever yep. else you know. Yep. Yep. So really, what it boils down to is episode two hundred is going to come up faster than we hoped. <laughs> um, you know, so we got to send a, a message off to Emily <laughs> and be like, hey. 100, 150. <laughs> you want to get together and talk about your top five popcorn seasonings? Hey, listen, I'm. I think there's an episode to ha- to be had about like your top movie snacks, and like it could get heated. I'm not gonna lie. Probably there probably is, and like I'm not even joking. Ones. And like no, I, yeah, it's dead serious. Like what the hell is a milk dud? <laughs> a, the, dud. a dud. A yeah. dud. I had the, actually they're delicious. I've had them. Oh, okay. And they're delicious. Okay. But uh, anyways, that's way off the tangent. It doesn't even matter. Bugs Life. Bugs Life. Okay. Yes, sir. So this was, uh, we continue our journey on going year by year in film. Uh, this was an, an, another vote for 1998. And there will Yeah, we be stuttered a, a little. <laughs> there will be a third vote for 98. <gasps> there were Ooh, just. That's, that's, you, you just heard it here first. You are breaking the <laughs> ice on that. There, we hadn't. We've not yet disclosed that we are oh, tripling that's right. up. Oh, good that might be lord! Surprise. Cool. Yeah. So, nineteen ninety-eight for three years or three episodes. Three episodes. I mean. <laughs> Felt like three <laughs> years, but no. Yeah. Just, just I, if I remember correctly, <laughs> it, it just you know I was Felt six like years old, forever. seven years old, and it just wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't die. So there were just so many films that were just jam packed. We just decided let's do a third episode on it, um, and we had a vote as we usually do. Um, the popular vote was was well received. There was a lot of people that uh, gave their opinion. The Patreon vote, so the people who are Patreon supporters who have bonus votes, their voice was very clearly heard, um, and obviously a Bugs Life one. But this uh, episode in particular. Uh, a bug's life uh, on occasion um we send out like an email with a vote um or a survey i guess you'd call it to our patreon supporters where they get to give us suggestions that we'll consider for uh, different movie options to actually have in the vote and um a bug's life was one of them so that was an example um for our patreon supporters of propelling the vote to pushing it forward to have a bug's life win but in this case too uh, a Bug's Life was uh, an option. Actually, a few a few Patreon supporters recommended it, so a few of them were actually in line. But uh, the Patreon suggestion of A Bug's Life became a vote and won the vote. So it's uh, just a bit of a company plug there. You know, thank you to our Patreon supporters. You get your perks. And if you're interested in having that power at different levels and magnitudes, check out our Patreon page below. Yeah, there's probably a link somewhere. Nearby. Uh yes. I yes. Top. Um I'm <laughs> not gonna lie. I was I'm a little disappointed, or was a little disappointed. Sure. Only because I okay, disappointed, not surprised, and also relieved. Mm. Um interesting combo. Di- disappointed because I was rooting for small soldiers. Which because I think there's a lot of meat on the bone with that film. Sure. And just hot take alert, I've never seen it. Ooh. Bill Hartman, Kirsten Dunst, Tommy Lee Jones. I what? mean, it's KD. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, David, David Gross. Hmm. No, what's his name? Uh, I'm gonna look it up. Anyways, 
Um, <laughs> but I thought there's there's a lot of meat on the bone with a film like that. Mm-hmm. Um, relieved because I really didn't want to do. Sorry for anyone who voted for this. Sure, I really didn't want to do Mulan. Sure. Only because you had me watch Mulan back when we were doing mm. recommendations. Yes. Yep, yep. And then we did the live action Mulan. Right. And so I just felt like uh, I just felt like we had beaten Mulan. David Cross, mm. David Cross, hmm. um, who I mean, you know, you'll know from if you look him up, you'll know from from. A smattering of different things. Mm. Um, I just felt like Mulan had kind of been beat into the ground as far as the podcast goes. You know, like I just, yeah, I just didn't need more Mulan. I, you know, uh, I acknowledge that I'm biased because I enjoy, like, I grew up on the original Mulan, so I would have been interesting to view it in the light of just recently done the the live action one. But I do understand the angle of ha- ha- coming from a storyline fatigue of just covering that exact storyline. So I hear you. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I just feel like we've already gotten down to business, and it's not, you know, it's it's not really. You didn't get that. Come on. Oh, I. Sorry, I like I hmm. I was smiling ear to ear and I was actually letting you finish your sentence, but I was I was I didn't even realize that was on purpose and I was like, wow, he does he know what he just said. So I am impressed. I'm sorry, you didn't see my my impressed smile, but well done. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Mm-hmm. Um But yeah, so so small soldiers which was yeah. popularly received didn't didn't win and i was a little yeah. disappointed blast from the past seems in, intriguing i think i've seen parts of it i'm probably just going to watch it on my own but sure and 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 i recommend that i yeah. think you should yeah um and then and then like i said not surprised because anytime we throw a pixar film into the ring yeah it takes no prisoners. It's more often it than not. Ass. There are exceptions, but more, you're right. More often than not, it's either incredibly well-received and close or wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So? About I, yeah. Yeah. So I watched it. Yeah. <laughs> do you have trivia, sir? <laughs> okay. I'll give you... Let's do some trivia, and then we'll get into... I'll tell you what I think, or like my experience with it, since you yeah, gave yeah, us your yeah, hot okay. take. Okay, so it's mm-hmm. time time for trivia. Ow! Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, a couple little tidbits here. One I'm going to skip and I'll, I'll round back to just in case you do any house um, shopkeeping, um, just because it's it might be in your territory. So I don't want to get into that. Just in case you want to talk about this, so we'll we'll come back to this. Okay. Um, yeah. Some. Uh, talk was that for the villain in this uh, film, which was played by Kevin Spacey, apparently Robert De Niro was uh, at the top choice, and he repeatedly, repeatedly turned it down for some reason. I think, here's a question. Please. Do you think that prior to, now, like, so picture Hopper. Done. Do you think 
that prior to them giving up on De Niro, mm-hmm. they had already done the character design and didn't <laughs> bother changing it. I, mm. Because I'm looking at Hop, I'm I'm picturing Hopper and I'm picturing De Niro hmm. and I'm picturing Kevin Spacey. And if we're playing a game of which to <laughs> fit the best, it's not it's not Tommy Tickler, Kevin Spacey. It's it's you know <laughs> I have nipples, Greg, can you milk me, De Niro? <laughs> I'm I think I'm just biased. I think I just picture like I thought he looked like Kevin Spacey to be honest. So I I I'm not with you on that one. In fact, for a second I thought for a second I thought he was. It's so, you know, especially the thing they did with the eye. Um, for the role of uh Flick, uh Jim Carrey was considered, which I'm I, you know, I, I'm not here to say what Jim Carrey can and cannot do. I just wonder if the energy that he would have brought might not have been the best fit for this t- this exact role. You know what? I last week when we were talking mm-hmm. was it last week? Two weeks ago for no. Truman. Truman Show. Yeah, you were talking about how Robin Williams was considered for oh, yeah. Truman. Yeah. And I instantly jumped on that, and I said, "That is a better casting. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. that would that would change everything." I don't think this would. You know, Jim Carrey's done at least one animated thing with Horton Hears a Who, mm-hmm. and I don't think that a lot like. Jim Carrey has such a rubber face and physicality to him that I think there's far more value in him physically being on screen yep. than his voice. I don't, sure. you know, he's got a great voice, sure. He's got a distinct voice. Yes. If he's talking, you can probably pick out, oh, is that Jim Carrey? Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's not, it's not his strong suit. It's not the thing that that you know i mean then you have stuff like the voices that he does in the grinch and that's fantastic like he sure. can do voice stuff oh and yeah so may- oh yeah excuse me maybe a hiccup maybe he would have uh maybe he would have changed his voice for this i don't know <laughs> maybe. i lean towards thinking not and that it would have been very much what he would have done for horton here's a who sure but yeah, so instantly that doesn't jump out at me as like, oh yeah, let's let's like, I wish I could see that. What would that be? Mm. Um, and you know what? I do really appreciate. So Dave Foley, not only is Canadian born. Oh, interesting. Not only is on, not only is Canadian born. Not only is Ontario born. Oh wow. He's a Tobacco born, like GT Greater Toronto area. He's he wow. is a throw a stone from where I am right now and I'd probably <laughs> hit his grandmother's doorstep. Um and he's he he was in he was he was a kids in the hall cast member. Oh, okay. Um which was like, you know, one of those kind of like kids in the hall in living color, whitest kids you know. They were all kind of bargain basement versions of SNL. Oh, sure. 
right? They were all like sketch comedy shows. Second City, they're all like sketch comedy, but not, but never saw the success that, you know, or the notoriety that that um, Saturday Night Live had. Sure, sure, has had. Um, <laughs> and so Dave Foley. Um, so listener of the show, Carl Eastman, Dave Foley is the star of Carl Eastman's favorite comedy of all time, called The Wrong Guy, and it is hilarious. You should check it out. Hmm. Um, but aside from that, he, 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 he's really good, but he never really got his big break. Like, this is probably the biggest, mm. most mainstream, iconic Hollywood role sure. he has. Yeah. And so, you know what? I'm I I actually get a lot of joy out of the fact that Dave Foley got the lead in a Pixar film. Hmm. Yeah. Early in Pixar. Yes. Early. Very early. So I mean, there's something to be said for that, I guess. But he's also he's also starring opposite of Kevin Spacey. Yeah. And in a film from a studio that is following up a film that had people like Annie Potts, Don Rickles, Jim Varney, Tim Allen, Tom Hanks. Right. Um, yeah. So it's not like this yeah. is a nobody, nothing no. studio yeah. who had to seek out talent like Dave Foley. Right. Uh, who does in and of himself have a very unique voice, a very... Oh, yeah. You know, that's he's not he's really not putting on a voice for that. That's him. Hmm. That is his voice. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, yeah, okay. Jim Carrey was a potential uh, pass. I'm not going to buy that. I don't I don't I don't want that. I wouldn't want to see that version. Yeah. I like this. I think there's so much value that is unique to me as a Canadian because it's got that that hometown roots yes. feel. Yeah, for sure. Um but I like this, and and I wouldn't want them to change that. I, I I agree, and I I felt that way before we said that. But those points make me feel even more strongly that the way I do. So thank you. Good. Uh, my question for you: It's going to be a few rapid, just true or false. Okay. So this film had a voice cast that was pretty heavy from the television sitcom scene of the 1990s. So I'm just going to run through some TV shows and you just say true or false if there were some representation from that show in this movie. Okay? Okay. You get what I mean? No. So I'll, I'll say a show and it would be like Breaking Bad, but that's not from the 90s. That's just an example. I'm going to say, Brady, was anyone from Breaking Bad in... A Bug's Life. And you'd be like, true, yeah. Like, Steve uh, okay, from okay, Breaking okay. Bad was the cactus in A Bug's Life. And you, don't, you don't have to tell me who it is, just true or false. Yeah, okay, okay. So, true or false, there was representation from Sex in the City. The only person that I know from Sex in the City, I've never seen an episode or the movie or the, I think maybe there's a second movie. Um, there is. I've not seen it. Thank God. Okay. The only person I know is Sarah Jessica Parker. Sure. And I don't think Sarah Jessica Parker is in this. Okay. 
And so I'm going to say no. Okay. Only because I can't <laughs> confidently say yes. Sure. Which is weak. Oh, oh yeah, look at me. <laughs> You're correct. No, no sporadic. Six. I got some sporadic applause. There. <laughs> I like. St- I was like hovering over it, and then like I accidentally hit it while you were still talking. I'm like, oh my gosh, no. <laughs> so no sex That's in okay. the city. That's, it's it, it's preemptive. Preemptive applause. Preemptive applause. Was there anyone from Seinfeld in this film? Uh, okay, I'm thinking Jason Alexander. Mm-hmm. Michael Richards? Is that the guy that plays Kramer? Michael Richards? Ooh. Not sure. Okay, well, either way, he it's not him then, because he's not a part of your <laughs> trivia question. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Wayne Knight as Newman. Mm-hmm. Uh, fun fact: I've also probably only ever seen like two or three episodes of Seinfeld. Same, like I don't actually. like compared to Friends and whatever else. Yes. Like Seinfeld was never my thing. same. I've I've thought about it. I've thought you know what I should really, I should really watch Seinfeld. I just haven't. That's, um, I, my the other day I noticed that Seinfeld is coming on Netflix, and my wife was like, "Yeah, I'm going to check it out. We should check it out." And I'm uh, very open to it. But I just said, oh, it's coming on Netflix. Yeah, and in in our region, in our region. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And it's probably been on the U.S. Netflix for like twenty seven years. And yeah. since I, before it came out. <laughs> <laughs> Little shots fired at Netflix Canada there. Um, yeah. But I, I said, you know, I'm open for it. But we're as adults, we only have so much time. And I said. I think I got to put it further down on the list. Like I've still never seen Friends all the way through, so I think that's higher on my priority before right. I start. Some, yeah, it should be before I pick up like something else. So the point is, yeah. I've not seen it, but I've been curious. Been curious. Uh, and then Julie, uh, uh, Julie, something, DeFrice, mm. who shows up in you man, you you have to watch. Ah, you're disappointing me. What? You have to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh. Um, I saw the in the end credits of... Um, ooh, what's that film? The end credits of, of Black Widow. Yes, that's yeah, it. She shows up there. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes. Okay. And I'm basing this purely off. I don't think you'll give me two no's in a row. And I'm going to say the the DeFrice, Julie Julie DeFrice. Um, because because I don't recognize because all of the men have very distinct voices from mm. Seinfeld, and I don't, sure. I can't pick any of them out. So that was two distinct things because a is that is that were, the full length of your of your sound effect? No, it, it'll go on indefinitely. But I did two distinct ones because you were right about the Seinfeld aspect, and you were oh, right, and you were right okay. that it was Julia Louis DeFries. She played DeFries, the okay. the Queen's daughter, who was 
the incumbent to the kingdom. The sister. The Was older the sister of Dot. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, the one that the 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 romantic interest. The one. The that, romantic you know, interest. Yeah. The sexy one that Flick Whoa. wants easy. to. Easy. Listen. Why is she an aunt? Listen. What do you do? You know. I will neither confirm you, nor deny. How can I'm, you not? Listen. Wholesome show, Brady. Come on. I mean, we're going to have to talk about Kevin Spacey in a minute. So. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, Fraser. Do you think there was representation from Fraser? Another 90s popular sitcom. Um, well, let me start by saying I think that Kelsey Grammer would have done a good job of playing Hopper. I could see it. He did a great job with Sideshow Bob. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. Yes, I'm this deep hello part. I can't do it, but no, but um, I, I, I hear you. That's a good. That's a good compare. Like that's a good point that part. he would have been more than capable. Um, Kelsey Grammer. Um. And then I, I don't know the name of anyone else from the show, but I can, I can picture them all. <laughs> sure. I'm wondering if. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Stab in the dark, gut feeling. I don't actually know. I'm going to say no. Sure. Incorrect. Uh, David Hyde Pierce, who plays the brother. (laughs) You you can't use use that sound effect. That's That's my sound effect. (laughs) That's the only, like, thing I have that would be, like, punishment or, like, you're wrong. You need, like, a womp, womp, womp. Oh, yeah. That that is. I agree. You need a trombone. I agree. Um, David Hyde Pierce, who plays the brother, Niles, in Fraser, uh, played the stick um, circus member. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That clicks. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, Everybody Loves Raymond, another popular 90s show. Yes, Brad Garrett is in this. And I didn't look that up, but I... I uh, how can you not know? The Beatle. I yeah, so he plays I think Raymond's brother in Everyone Loves Raymond, but yeah, very mm-hmm. very notable voice. I listen, I didn't notice it. I know the voice, I know the actor. For some reason, I didn't pick it's it up. It's also not the only Pixar film he's in. Hmm. He plays the puffer fish in Finding Nemo. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh last one here, last one. Um where is it? Do, 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 do. Friends. Was anyone from Friends, another popular 90s show, in this movie? Uh, I'm going to say no. It's definitely not one of the main six. And it gets pretty obscure to be like, <laughs> well, no, there was this, there's the, the <laughs> made one appearance in one episode once. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to say no. Would you consider, just for context, would you consider Jennifer Aniston obscure? She's not in this. Yeah, I'm just kidding. You're right. <laughs> no friends representation. My point was, uh, lots of TV sitcom actors in this film, and there were two others that I just left out that I just I personally didn't have interest. I had never heard of the show, so I'm like, okay, let's just stick with the big guns. But uh, Frasier, Everybody Loves Raymond, and Seinfeld, 
pretty big guns. Pretty big guns. You know, you could have you could have told me that David Schwimmer played Dot, and I would have <laughs> entertained. <laughs> I would have entertained the conversation. <laughs> well done. Well done. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Thank you, sir. Do you have shopkeeping to do? I got some things we can talk about. So, Please. Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes. Have you? Do you know anything about the Rotten Tomatoes for this film? Sir? Not for this film, no. Okay, so has a critic score, okay, of ninety-two percent. Ooh, that's respectable. It's respectable. It seems a little silly high to me. Okay, it seems a little like, like carelessly. Well, it's a Pixar film, and it's a good Pixar film. So we gotta give it like a ninety-two or ninety-seven. <laughs> the lowest we can go Cause, is ninety. Cause it's Pixar, yeah. Uh, so I don't know. Um, care to venture a guess on the audience score? I'm gonna go actually higher, as high as ninety-two is. I'm gonna say there's enough people that grew up with it or enjoyed it that they're just like l- drinking the Kool-Aid, giving it. Ni- I'll say ninety-five, just out of the dark. Okay, as of. September 2021, in whatever time zone we're in, um, <laughs> it has a much more reasonable, I think, 73%. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, quite a bit lower. Yeah, very. Yeah. Quite a bit lower. Okay. Um, and <laughs> then very quickly, $120 million was the budget. Can I say, A... For 1998, that is huge. Oh, true. Context, yeah, of the time. You know, time, yeah, okay, yep. Especially for an animated film. Oh, sure. You know? That is, especially for an animated film, which is like the second film that this studio's put out. Right. They haven't even gained the... You know, they haven't gained the the street cred fully yet. All they've done is Toy Story, and maybe that was a fluke. (laughs) Yeah. You know? So, anyways, I found that really interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Domestic gross of $363 though. Wow. uh, Which is also a shit ton of money. And uh, Sure is. Yeah, yeah. So, definitely this film made money. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, uh, you know, I, I think, which is probably coming off the heels of Toy Story. People are like, huh, Toy Story was amazing. Whatever well, Pixar does, we've got to go watch it, which is still what we do now. Here's the thing. Nothing has changed. Well, not, I, I'd argue that things have changed. So this is something that I looked up, and I didn't want to bring it up on my own just because I didn't want to step on your toes, but I think you've settled right, like you, you've brought it up here, so I think it's a good time to bring it up. I assumed that... I know this is just the second Pixar film, but I assumed that there would have been a bit of a trickle down. We talked about this with our Dark Knight Rises episode, that Dark Knight Rises was incredibly lucrative because of the success of the previous film, The Dark Knight. Like, that's that's just how it is, and sometimes with series or trilogies or films that are connected, if a certain film is really popular, popular, even if the next one is trash or if it's good, doesn't matter, 
it can be quite lucrative just because there's that much more interest. And I vaguely remember this, yes. <laughs> and it seems from just skimming numbers that Pixar maybe hadn't quite picked up the notoriety it has now right off the bat. And I, I found that surprising because as incredible as Toy Story was, I would have assumed there would have been immediate interest. Not that A Bug's Life did poorly. It did exactly the same as Toy Story. So you just mentioned Bug's Life was around the 363, 363 million. Toy Story was exactly the same. It was only about 300 grand difference between earnings between the two films. And That's interesting. I wonder what the budget difference was. That's a good question. One I don't have an answer for. But I just thought that was interesting. That surprised me because I thought of the two, Bug's Life would have, if not, I thought it would have been a lot more lucrative or at least somewhat more just off of this concept that we've talked about of people saying, hey, honey, remember when we saw Toy Story two years ago? Let's make a point of seeing it in theaters this time. And, you know, let's bring Cousin Joe with us, you know, sure, poor example. But, you know, I'm just surprised that it, it did exactly the same. Yeah, actually, that is interesting. Hmm. Yeah. But hmm. 300 million cool. is nothing to sneeze at. I would take some of that. No, I yeah, you know, if I if I made a movie tomorrow <laughs> and I made half of that, yeah. <laughs> I would be like, "Okay, who's 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 punking me here?" I'd say uh-huh. 1%. If it made 1% of that, I'd be pleased. Uh, well, okay. I mean, like I'm, I'm open to more. I'm not trying to put a glass you know, ceiling on your movie. I'm, here, just, I'm not, not, <laughs> just saying. Cool. All right. Uh, so, Bugs Life. Um, yeah, so tell me your experience. My experience is slightly different than yours, uh, that I have seen A Bugs Life, but I had only seen it once. And it was as an adult, I'm going to say within the last year, maybe the last two years, so... I'm in the category that I've seen it, but I'm definitely obviously not in the category that I saw it as a kid or saw it periodically throughout my childhood that there was nostalgia. Um, in There are movies that you and I talk about, for me off the top of my head, would be like, say, Titanic or The Great Gatsby, that literally the end credits could be rolling. And if I had the time or the, you know, nothing else to do, I could literally just hit play and watch the same film over again, like back to back. And then there are films that are just nothing like that for me or that are just normal that I go, hmm, I just saw this quite recently. I don't really feel the need to see it again. And I was surprised Bugs Life fell into that category that it hasn't been that recently that I saw it, but it still felt a bit too recent to fully embrace it and enjoy it. And um, I I think it's an interesting film. I think it's a good film. There's a couple things that I think it really did well, but um, it's it's not into it's not in the caliber that I would say Toy Story is that I either held it nostalgically important or was just on its own just well done and special to me just as a piece of film um i i think if i had to summarize it i think there's a bit of a sophomore slump with pixar with with this being their second film i don't think it's bad film i don't think they did anything wrong 
I just think comparatively to Toy Story, it's just not as a as strong of a film, and it is what it is. There's nothing to fault that they the, is a a franchise. They move on and they go on to different and better things, in my opinion. But um, to me, it's just a film. And uh, although I didn't see it as a child, I did see it at the recommendation, like you said, of um, someone who recommended it to me. And so I have got a little bit of a nostalgia for it but not enough to say it's uh, it's in my top caliber of Pixar films. Well, that's kind of the opposite in every regard from what I thought you were going to say. Really? Okay. Really? Yeah, yeah. Um, so then, curiously, yes. um, only, because, only because I had uh, brought it up earlier sort of in, sure. a, in a joke. Yep. Um, what is, hmm, <laughs> what is, what is your significant other's experience with this film? Like, grew, did grew she up, grow up with yes, this? Yes, she grew up with it. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if it's her favorite, definitely not her favorite Pixar film, but grew up with it enough, and I appreciated what she brought to the table and saying like these are the things that I like about this and I said hmm decently made film for that reason I acknowledge it sure so you sat down to watch this together yep yep and it was a fun nostalgic trip yes yep cool yeah cool but not so much you not so much me you know I I think watching it so soon again just reinforced to me that it is what it is to me right and I don't yeah. mean I don't even mean that in a bad way right serviceable yeah cool can I say I felt very, I got a lot of deja vu not just because I had seen it you know within a year but I, I got a lot of similarity vibes from this film and Galaxy Quest I mean, you've got actors. Do you tell? You've got actors impersonating someone who can try and help a group of endangered individuals, and in some ways, it's kind of like story because there's the Pixar elements. But I, I got some Galaxy Quest vibes to it, and then you know, they there's this uh, revealing that these actors aren't who they say they are, but they still come around uh, and grow as characters to help those that are in need. And I just thought it was. Uh, I, I noticed a bit of a similarity. You know, I think, yeah, so there are some similarities. Let's be perfectly clear, though. Sure. This is a story about a guy who Fs up. He is a total F up. Sure. Yep. And needs to mature and grow and sort out his shit so that he doesn't completely annihilate his entire <laughs> village yes i mean the more you the more you fork through the, the the details of this plot yeah there are some very 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 significant differences i, I hear you and, and and luck plays a very big role in his success luck he gets pretty lucky luck luck plays a significant role on both sides of the coin because he you're right 
he gets very lucky to end up at the end of the film where everyone ends up but i would say he also suffers from bad luck just from the whole aspect of literally something that he didn't even intentionally do but just he had his mechanism that like knocked a pebble off that started a chain reaction that got them into the trouble of their food falling into the river um he bad luck bad luck and good luck were very prominent in this character's story storyline yeah okay i i will concede to that although you know had he just been doing what he was supposed to friggin do instead of trying to be an entrepreneur listen but should we not dream <laughs> we should should no, we not dream no, no. and grow no as... when you're an ant i mean you're an ant <laughs> that's true you know <laughs> your job is to get roasted with magnifying glasses and oh form lines around piles of sugar like you don't there's no uh you know are you are you a grasshopper um, you know, I'm certainly not a stick bug. <laughs> um, I would say I'm, I'm some, I'm, there's like a sweet spot between stick bug and dung beetle. Uh, and, and I would say I'm sort of nestled cozily mm, in the middle between, between the two of those. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I, I hadn't seen this film prior to now. And I do think that hurt the experience. Sure. Um, simply because so much, I think, not, not you know, not in its totality, but like mm -hmm. a, a not, not even crucial, but like a very, very, potentially important um, factor that goes into enjoying a, a, a film like this is nostalgia. Oh, big time. And not to say that it can't stand on its own as a film, because I do think it does. Uh, ultimately, I had a very positive viewing experience. Sure. I think the film is a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I think it holds up um, pretty well. You know, like... You know, if Bugs Life came out today, obviously the animation quality would be much improved. Sure. Um, but it was never d distractingly bad. Oh, no. Uh, even compared to the first Toy Story, yes. which came out right before it. 100%. Right. The first Toy Story, like, you know, does the animation in Pixar's of Bugs Life hold up? Well, maybe not quite to today's standards, but it's never distractingly bad. Sure. Toy Story 1 doesn't hold up to the, to today's standards, and it quite often is distractingly bad. Hmm. Hmm. And so I think that's, yep. you know... That's fair. Eh, you've got the difference of, like, animating people and not animating yeah. people, and so one's a yeah. little bit easier and yep. so on and so forth, but uh, all in all... You know, there's there's definitely a leap forward from Toy Story to A Bug's Life. Yeah, no, that's a very f uh, fair for fair point. Um, yeah, all in all, all in all, I enjoy this movie. It's a great movie. It's a cute movie. Um, I'm glad to have access to it via Disney Plus. I mm -hmm. probably, I'm I may never watch it again. Sure. 
Um, I probably won't watch it again if left to my own devices. Sure. If someone else, if I'm sure. like over at someone's house, yeah, or um, you know, maybe someday with my kids, yes. But yeah. like, you know, to be like, what am I going to watch? And then to sit down, I just don't know if this mood will strike. Sure. And if the mood is a, like a Pixar or an animated film, there's there's several that will likely beat it out, at least for me. Hmm. Um, but very funny, lots of fun, well written, lots of heart. Um, yeah, you know. I do, I do think it was hurt by not having the nostalgia factor. Of course. Um, but I still thoroughly enjoy this film. Hmm. Yeah. What about you? Um, I, one good thing I'll say, and one thing it's more of a comment. I don't think it's bad. I don't think it's good. I'll start with that. This film, I watched as an adult, so it's obviously not troubling what I'll call not gruesome but just adult maybe adult appropriate not adult it's not even inappropriate so I'm not trying to say it's inappropriate I'm just saying it's very serious or somber events that are really drawn out so I'm, I'll just go into it like and the film doesn't shy away from this I'm not saying it is a critique I'm just surprised so when Kevin Spacey's character as a grasshopper is finally meeting his demise it's not a quick, like, oh, he gets snapped up by the bird, and the bird flies away, and that's it. Like, it's, like, a good 30 to 45 seconds of him, like, screaming in agony for his life, being dropped slowly into the baby bird's mouth to be eaten alive. And, I don't know, something about that, I just kind of went, whoa, like, this is for children. I... I think maybe kid, maybe I'm overestimating how dist, like distraught a child would be from watching this, but I just thought I, I just was curious if a child would find that distressing. And this was a very subtle thing. I don't think a child would even pay attention to this at all. I think just as an adult, I found this quite morbid. Was when those were they beetles in the circus crew? There were two of them, and they spoke some language that wasn't English. They were playing with Kevin Spacey's, like, his grasshopper character's, like, hand or foot. And I thought, wow, like, this is dark. Like, that's like, I, that's like, I don't know, like, someone playing with Hitler's hand if they, you know, when they liberated Berlin and someone found him and, like, were waving his hand around for weeks afterwards. Like, there were just a couple aspects like that that I went, wow, like, I didn't realize Pixar kind of got this dark and maybe I'm blowing it up too much I don't know but that's just something I noticed um one but thing it, but oh, is not that why we love Pixar I... their ability to entertain you know that Pixar has never been kids movies they've been 100% like children family children friendly family friendly movies for adults you're you're absolutely right, and I'm not even critiquing it, per se. I think I'm just surprised by it, because I don't think I've ever been that shocked in a Pixar film before. But maybe I just do need to pay more attention and, you know, just 
off the top of my head in Toy Story, there's a kid who's blowing up toys and in the reality where toys are living things. So that's horrific. And maybe, maybe there's more of it than I've uh, noticed before. But for some reason, just when I watched A Bug's Life, it triggered for me. Like, I'm like, whoa, this is... I'm okay with it, but dang, like <laughs> they didn't yeah, show away. That's from fair. Me. That's fair. Yeah, um, I I'm the soundtrack guy. I loved this soundtrack. Um, it's very good. I too noticed it, and oh, I don't always. Pardon me. I I noticed I I noticed mm, the soundtrack as well, and I don't good. always no notice soundtrack. Sure. Yep. I there was a so off the top. Randy Newman, like Pixar going to the well again for, with the exact same thing with Randy Newman, loved it. Like the, the, he should probably be the only. He should probably oh, have a hand in every Pixar film. Yes, I've. I forgot. that would be an excellent make it feel like Pixar oh, kind of thing. It's a shame they haven't. It is. I forgot that this ending credit scene had a Randy Newman piece and that he was involved in it at all. And I just got such a warm grin on my face. I was so happy. So excellent. But the the soundtrack was excellent. There were times, there was one specific time actually, where I think it was the circus troupe returning with Flick back to the anthill. And like there was this just, everything kind of just brewed together so well. There's like the panoramic shot, they're flying. And just the, how uplifting and energetic and just infusing all of that stuff was the soundtrack at that time was so like it just hit me i'm like ooh, this is this is great so i the soundtrack to me was perfect wouldn't have changed a thing i don't think you would have had the option to but <laughs> listen i've got some pull okay yeah yeah with pixar or with randy newman both Mm. Is Randy Randy Newman still living? Right. A cer- yes. Yeah, because he just he did stuff for the new Toy Story film. Yeah, yeah. Which he probably shouldn't have. <laughs> but why? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, you get I yeah, it's a shit film. But um, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I knew that's what you're thinking. I just wanted you to say it. Maybe it's just because he got old and lost the ability to tell what was good and what isn't. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, so, I know you don't want to. Uh, <laughs> but I think there's something to like, you know, we see it all the times in, in culture where people are going back and they're mm. like editing things out taking down statues sure doing whatever else yep what implications if any and i i have my answer and i stand very firmly on this answer with one interesting Hmm. caveat okay what implications if any are there in terms of having someone who has been very heavily confu- confused, confused, <laughs> accused, right? He's been confused as a no. He's been <laughs> accused as someone who has sexually assaulted people, young men, mm. whatever. 
a yep. sex offender. Playing a voice in a iconic children's children friendly Pixar film. Yep. You know, we so yeah. If if there are, what are the implications of this? Hmm. I think it's just complicated to always keep separate the piece of acting or the product on the screen and the realities behind the actor who did that did 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 certain things in life and in this case kevin spacey being accused of those things um for me it really didn't change things i think there were times where in the back of my mind i went "Mm, this is interesting fun performance and then i was reminded of "Mm, but kevin spacey has done some things or being accused of doing some things that are not good and so i wouldn't say it tainted the role for me but it did it was definitely something that i was aware of um, and it's it's just kind of hard to not think about that, um, but that could just be the way I viewed it. What what say you? Um, so my thought, my my perspective is always yeah, separate separate the art from the artist. Sure. Um, you can be scum of the earth and still be a fantastic actor, and um, you know should we go out and support Kevin's basic movies moving forward. No, maybe not. Um, mm, mm-hmm. But stuff that he's already made, I don't know. I think he can still enjoy it. I still certainly, you know, say what you will, Bill Cosby was a comedic genius. Mm. He may have been a lot of other things, mm-hmm. uh, but he's a comedic genius. Right. And... Um, I think the only I think the only part that becomes interesting is when you ask the question was Kevin Spacey doing these things with young boys in 1998 simply because it's a children's film so it's one thing to like go back and watch Baby Driver mm. and be like ah you know yeah it's he's a creep ah, it's just a movie that he's in. Right. If he was doing stuff with children while in what is for all intents and purposes marketed as a children's movie, hmm. then it's a little weird. You sure. Yeah. Because then maybe there's this question of like like luring and stuff. Like uh, I don't know. It gets yeah. it gets weird. Um but anyways, it's I I too for the most part it did not impact my ability to enjoy the film. But it was on my mind and it did pop on my mind several times. Mm. Uh and I think that's a shame. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So. Yep. Do you have anything else written down, sir? No. No, that's it. Well, then you know what time it is. <laughs> it's business time. No, it's uh it's time to let me know. 0 to 10. What uh, what say you? Okay, so on my I mean, scale, I'm so curious to see how this is going to go because there's a lot of debate and question about what scales should or should not be used and <laughs> and what names they will be referred to as and all kinds of things. So so you know, no pressure, but okay. uh, what's going on here? Let me 
let me try and I I've brushed it up, so let me just try and do it in a way that seems a little bit more makes sense makes a bit more sense. So on my scale, I gave it a six point six, which doesn't put it in the top category of I need to see it in theaters, it's worth that effort, but it's the next level down. So if I were to pay $30 to get premium access on a streaming site to watch this, when the credits rolled, I would not have regretted paying the $30. I would have gone, yeah, that's fair. I enjoyed it. Great soundtrack, made, you know, heartwarming moments, worth, worth the 30 bucks. On the scale that is just more traditionally a zero to 10 scale, formerly known as Marshall scale, I gave it a six. The Randy Newman component almost almost pushed it to a seven, but I'll say comfortably a six. Do you like? I got to be honest. Yeah. I I picture like I picture you getting off the podcast, <laughs> going to your wife. Who's like sitting on the couch reading a magazine sure. doing needlepoint or something. I don't know. Sure. And and you kind of sit down on the couch beside her a couple feet away. And then without saying anything, you like, you just kind of lean over and you put your head down in her lap. <laughs> and you start to cry a little bit. <laughs> And she like strokes your head, and 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 you don't even have to say anything. She just strokes your head, and she says, "They don't like your scale, do they?" <laughs> and as she says that, you like lose, you know, all the tears that you are holding in. You just like <laughs> it goes from crying to ugly crying. No, is that has that no? Okay, no. okay. <laughs> Because I want to shoot this now as a video because I think it's, you know, I, it's, I don't <laughs> I, that is not what happens, but that is a funny image. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, that's, good. that's good. What uh, What six, do you give this six, out of 10? 6.2. So I'm kind of like. So close to me. Yep. You know, in between. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it is. It's really good. The question is, the question that really matters is not how do, where do I rank it on a scale of 0 to 10? Sure. It's what tier of Pixar film do I right. declare this? Yeah. And for those who haven't listened to a Pixar episode or haven't heard us talk about this, there are several tiers of Pixar films. So you've got your, your platinum tier, which is like Toy Story 3. And Toy Story 1 and Toy Story 2. The first three Toy Stories, I feel like, are all platinum tier. Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, The Incredibles, um, that might be it. That might, that might be it. Then you have your, like, gold tier, which are films like uh, up, mm, yep. and um, soul, and stuff like that. Uh, you know, and then all the way down to your 
your wood tears. <laughs> you know. And there's very which is like Toy Story four and cars. And there's like varying different ones throughout like, you know, maybe you could like you could add in a couple tiers if you want, you know, you'd be like, Oh, this is really more of like a tungsten tier. Hmm. It's you know, or a pyrite tier. It's not quite gold, but it's still shiny, and you could be tricked into thinking it was gold. Anyways, I would say, you know what? This is either high gold or low platinum. Sure. It is. It's got It's got a Pixar feel that I feel like we haven't had in many recent Pixar films. Hmm. And I don't know. It just felt... It's a movie about bugs. <laughs> right. There's not a lot of people in it. No. And it it just did something for me that Soul hasn't done, Luca didn't do, Onward definitely didn't do. Right, that's true. Yeah. Um you know, Incredibles does, but I still I would put it in the same vein as Incredibles. Sure. I, I get, you know, depending on the day of the week, I will tell you that Incredibles is either a platinum tier or a gold tier. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. But everything else on that list, Monsters, Inc., Finding Nemo, Toy Story, hmm. doesn't center around people or humanoids. Right. Um, you know, and, and this, this scratched that itch. Hmm. in a lot of ways this felt Pixar it didn't feel like oh well this could have been Illumination or it could have been Sony Animation or it could have been you know XYZ Mm -hmm. felt like Pixar Hmm. that's true so anyways 6.2 but high gold low platinum on the the Pixar scale cool cool what did you watch this week sir (laughs) I only watched one film. It's a film from 1996 called Primal Fear. I have not seen, but I definitely know of. Yeah, I, I'm i not sure if I had really heard of it or not. Um, but it was scrolling through a streaming site and I came across it. And I was intrigued because, you know, maybe just like everyone else, maybe not like some... I just love like courtroom thrillers that are, you know, who done it or what are they going to do next and kind of banter back and forth and you know, high stakes things like that. And I thought, "Hey, this is from the 90s. I've got a nostalgia for the 90s. I like this kind of film." But what drew me in was the cast and for me, so Richard Greer, cool, very cool. Laura Linney, um who is in a lot of things like you know Ozark and a multitude of things but you know um, for me she is who who she is this is where it really sparked up for me there's a young Edward Norton there's a John Mahoney who's the dad from Fraser so for me that was that was intriguing a Terry Quinn who's um, in Lost a key figure in Lost and then on a young Andre Brower uh, Lieutenant Holt from Brooklyn Nine-Nine so all these interesting actors who i enjoy from very key specific things were all in sandwiched in this uh film in 1996 before they had made their breaks in the films or tv shows that i liked so on cast alone i was like done i have to watch this i ended up giving it a four out of ten the film for me it was what it was it was 
not maybe the best made film. And then it also covered some serious topic matter, like the actual crime itself. Um, well, the film was rated 18A, and as as kind of would go with that, the crime that was committed was pretty grotesque and horrid. And there was just things that dealt with um, people abusing their power to people in less power and kind of um, things that I, I I just didn't... I, I enjoy escapism when I watch a film and I would have rather just some generic crime that I just... what didn't remind me of things that are in reality. So um, it was still fun seeing all these actors that I cherish in younger versions of themselves and roles in those positions. So... That is what I watched this week. What did you watch? Uh, several things, honestly. Um, so I've can, been continuing Only Murders in the House. Oh, I still need to check that out. So good, man. So, so good. Can I ask, um, can I interrupt you? Is it like yeah. a week-by-week week release, or is the entire, you know, first yeah, season... I think- I think new episodes are coming out every Thursday. Oh, wow. So there's like three or four or five or six or gotcha. something episodes out right now. Okay. Yep. yep. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it's kind of, it It has that water cooler-esque right. potential. Yes. Yep. Um, I've continued watching Friends. Watched a couple more episodes of Friends. Nice. Uh, went back and watched a film I've seen a couple times before, and it's not everyone's cup of tea but i do really like it i wish it was longer it's a film that seems to be over before i know what's happening and i think there's so many fun interesting ideas that they could have continued to explore and that's the movie lucy huh do you know it is it um does it start scarlett johansson yeah it's the one where she's she gets uh uh what is the ph4 no not ph4 p p something it's the it's the hormone that um it it's the hormone that is released in the female's body when during like the 6 week week of pregnancy or something hmm. and it's like what causes the baby to like grow bones and uh, and, and do all this stuff sure. uh, what is the <laughs> is the drug from I have to type quick before the government uh, CPH4 okay and so CPH4 is this drug that like yeah in the sixth week of pregnancy is released in the hmm. in the female body and it's like it packs a wallop for a developing fetus Hmm. anyways there's this like um there's these people who are able to synthesize it and turn it into this drug and they capture scarlett johansson and put a small baggie of it in her abdomen to turn her into like a, a physical drug mule um and she's all she has to do is get on this plane transported across the border and then on the other side this these drug lords guys are gonna like you know take it out of her and she'll be free to go Hmm. apparently um in that process someone like punches her in the stomach and it ruptures the bag and so she she is exposed to severe like high amounts of this and the whole movie is predicated on the idea that we only have 
access to like 10% of our cerebral mm-hmm. capacity. Sure. Um, and so what happens when you can use 20%, 30%, 80%, 100%? Uh, and that's sort of you know what happens in this this movie starts happening to her sure. as this hormone that causes you to development to develop and grow a brain and grow bones and and do all this stuff she basically like starts developing again and her you know hmm. she unlocks far reaches of her brain that no one's ever unlocked before and but it's only like a little over an hour and a half and it mm. it it's very quick it ends too quick hmm. um but yeah lucy and then, not for a. I didn't go. I didn't go see Shang Chi a third time. That okay, <laughs> sure. didn't happen. But I did send you. I sent you a message. I was like, "Hey, man, can't talk right now." Yeah, M- at the movies. I just assumed it was seeing Shang Chi like for the fourteenth time. D- did you? You did. I did. Uh, no, I went. I went to go see the um, the new Ryan Reynolds movie, Free Guy. Oh, I'm. Sh- yeah. Okay. Two thumbs up. Oh wow. Two thumbs up. It's good. You know what? It's um it's not the best Ryan Reynolds movie of all time, and I'd heard people saying that and it I don't think it is. Hmm. Um like I think I would even rather watch the proposal. Um Fair enough. But that's not saying much because the proposal is amazing. Um but Yeah, I was gonna say, like you know, why are you throwing shade at the proposal? <laughs> but you know, you watch a trailer for a Free Guy, and what do you get? You get a lot of senseless action and comedy. Then you watch Free Guy, and there's a lot of story. There's a lot of good content there mm. that isn't in the trailer, and it makes it a really enjoyable watch. So I definitely okay. recommend people either go out and watch it now, hmm. or stream it somewhere. If it's, I think maybe it's somewhere right now for like a, a premium access thing uh, or wait till it comes out and rent it or buy it or you know do whatever you need to do but definitely give Free Guy a watch hmm. and that's it that's all I watched cool yeah I thought so <laughs> well so end the show alright easy um, thank you so much for listening um if you haven't done so already, like, follow, subscribe, do what you got to do on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, check out our Patreon page, our merchandise page below. It's ways for you to help support the show, help maintain costs. And also, like I alluded to earlier, it's a way for you to get some perks and to be able to influence uh, the direction of the show. Um, please rate and review us positively wherever you're listening, iTunes, where, wherever you can leave a good review leave one for us it really does help us and send us a message send us a message leave us a comment we love hearing from you um and until next time are you you're expecting me to say something witty well yeah i hmm I didn't have any. I didn't. I, I said at the beginning of the show, I, I burned through my show prep in like. Okay. Well, here. I think that was a good. Uh, it was a good run through. I'll hit record and we'll start recording. And by the time we get to this point again, I'll have something witty to say. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. I think that's, aside from that, that's a good dress rehearsal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
And recording in three, three two, 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 one, one. go. Yep.